we're live. Here we are. Back at it. Hey, I'm just glad I get to be the topic of today's conversation. God's will. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not God's will. I mean, I'm will. You are. I, I do God's, belong to God's, God's, right? You're God's but will. But I'm not like God's. Well, bro, you are God's will. But I'm not God's capital will. I mean, you are. You do it's capitalize a, the name. proper pronoun. But, but. You're God's will. Face the facts. Maybe his will is capital everything. Capital W-I-L-L. And I'm just like capital W, title case, right? Yeah. I-L-L, lowercase. <laughs> So today's wow. topic is God's will. God's will. And actually, I should say, I would like to say this. We had a really good time talking about this podcast, mm. like on, on how we were going to do it and what we were thinking and like the things that kept coming out. Um, I don't know. I'm just really excited to get mm. into this. Yeah. Have a conversation, you yeah. know, because I love talking to you. <laughs> oh, I like talking to you too. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. God's will. <laughs> it's i mean most people have this question right what's god's will i'd say so yeah what? i mean if they yeah if it's any type of christian seeker yeah yeah they're gonna maybe they should probably think yeah what's god's will for me like what mm. should i be doing what's my calling i think that would be mm. another another thought if you're a christian and you have that because my calling is a, also a worldly thought yeah. It's like, well, what's my calling in life? Vocation. What am I yeah. what am I good at? Yeah. Like I want to do my passion. I want my passion to become my career, mm, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And I think we translate that sometimes to God's the Christian will. life. Yeah. yeah. What is he naturally given to you? What's your gift? Right. And then how are you to use that to better the world, to advance God's kingdom, to um all sorts of spiritual yeah. mumbo jumbo. Exactly. Like, what's the yeah, so I think that's that's yeah. good. We're gonna today. So, it, in this conversation, we're just gonna explore what does God's micro will look like, meaning micro will, like like for me personally, like okay. what what does that kind of look like on a on a personal basis for everyone? Yeah. But then we're also gonna look like at the macro, macro will, right? The the big picture. Mm -hmm. It's like this is God's overarching umbrella of a will mm. that everything is leading into. Yeah. That, that everything is working to fulfill. Yeah. I mean, part part of me, I just right off the bat thinks of the famous verse, Romans 8.28. Oh, yeah. You got it? Yeah. Well, I think so. God. Er, oh, boy. <laughs> and we know that all things. All things work, work together. To, yeah. For, for good. good. To those who love God and are called according to his purpose. His purpose. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it if if we love God. Yeah. And according to this verse, it's like boy there's a lot of unknowns mm -hmm. but we just we can have faith that it's like all things are working as long as we love god and we're called and all you know yeah according to his purpose though i think that's a big part of that verse yeah so his there's purpose. the calling mm -hmm. according to his purpose yeah what is that i think that's that's kind of yeah kind of exploring yeah i think it's it's um i think we're normally talking about micro will how you put it might like god's will for my life when we talk about god's will as christians that's just that's tends to be our primary concern. Um, but I think what you just said, like macro will and understanding God's purpose, um, that only if you know that, are you then going to, are, are you then qualified, I would say, to start talking about micro will. If you don't know macro will, God's purpose, then you, your your attempt to know God's will for your life is, is not only is it not going to be very effective, like you're not going to just, be able to get the insight you're pretty selfish 
Like you're, you're just, that's right. And yeah. you're self-centered and it's just like kind of sad that you're, you'd be so consumed with your own life and what, even with like the spiritual thought around it, God's will for mm-hmm. my life. Right. You can never get out of yourself and, and look at the bigger picture. What right. is God right. after yep. for himself? Like what's his, what does he want? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I think it's, it's a, maybe it's not completely impossible but we all are stuck in our own universe. It's For like sure. we've all got our own problems yeah. and our own situations and scenarios and whatever. And so it's like it it it's it's a subtle selfishness yeah. that we don't quite. It, it's just natural. It's natural to think about yourself because that's all you have, really. You mm-hmm. just have your feelings. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that I have had feelings based on what I think someone else is feeling. Yeah. And it's not even true. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm just stuck in myself thinking yeah. that like. Oh, this person must be really hurting, or this person must be mm. feeling this or that. It's like, yeah, it's just not true because I, I'm just so stuck in my own personal universe. Yeah, and it seems like it's good intentions. Anyways, point being, it's yeah. like we're naturally leaning in that in that area, right? And it, right. it it does, like you're saying, it does take some unveiling of like the macro overall arching right. will of God to start peering out of that view. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so so here's a here's a little thought experiment. Okay, so. Let's say you're living, um, presumably about 4,000 years ago. Okay. Four, no. Yeah. 4,000 years ago, maybe a little bit earlier. Does that mean I like no Adam? Um, you do know Adam. Adam's Adam. Maybe he just died. It, you're in Noah's time. Noah. Okay. Thought experiment. Yeah, I know a Noah. guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's got a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Need a, need a boat. I know a guy. Okay. All right. Well, let's say you're a pagan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're well. I get maybe there weren't pagans back then. I don't, it doesn't even talk about there being idols until right, God, God doesn't even have a people yet. Yeah. Exactly. So let's say you're a, you're a guy with a family. You're living in you know the ancient Near East, and you've got your hut. You've got your family, you've got your tribe, sort of, or just your people. Mm-hmm. So I'm in charge. <laughs> or I'm just a part of this. You're no, you're the man of the house. Okay. okay. Great. Noah is, you know, let's say he lives, you know, he's 30 miles to the west. He's kind of a rinky dink little Yeah, you've heard fellow. about him. He's building a boat. Okay, so he's that started. He's building a boat. Okay. Now could you imagine kneeling down by your bedside and start searching for God's will for your life? What do you want me to do? Should I should I go hunting today? Should I, you know, stay home, care for the kids? What's my calling? Am I to hunt, you know, you know, I don't know what they hunted back right, then, right. you know. But you're so concerned with what God wants you to do, you know. And let's even say like, well, let's say you get a vision, you know, and it's like um you you you're building some stuff, you know, you you you're hammering nails into into gopher wood, okay? <laughs> And you just think, okay, God wants me to build a house. And you just start building a house. I mean, you you get yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. it's comical because God's you could say God's macro will at that time is He's building an ark 30 miles to your west, yeah. you know. Yep. But you are so concerned with your personal understanding of God's will for your life that you just, you know you're missing the whole point, right? But if you can get a glimpse, if you if you get out of yourself, you get out of your little hut and your family, and you think, God, what are you doing on this earth? Like, what do you want? I I feel like I'm not. There's something wrong, you know. You get a glimpse, like the world's in chaos, right? Yeah. And like, if you're if you're asking those kinds of questions of God, and you're praying in that kind of way, 
do you think God's going to neglect to give that person a vision of Noah and what he's doing of the judgment to come? Like, that's the point here is you first got to ask God, what do you want? What are you doing on this earth? What's your, what's your will on the earth? Yeah. And then you can say, okay, what part of that ark do you want me to be building? You know, because once you know God's macro will, then you kind of know, um, okay, there's a, there's a limit to what my will, what God's will for me is, because it's got to be in the context of this macro will because a flood's coming and a boat's being built. That's right. So my will is involved in that somehow. And just which, which of the three floors of that boat in my building, you know, it's like, you know, which of the animals am I calling to get right, in? You know, right. it's like you're, you've now limited the scope of the micro will. Right. And you're now qualified to ask the question. Yep. So that's a long winded story, but I think it's helpful. Like, no, I think so too. I think the other side of it is it's like, I, you can't even come up with that. Like with God's will. It's yeah. Like, what is his will? Um, to build a boat because it's going to rain, which has never happened before ever. And it's <laughs> yeah. going to flood the earth. And it's like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Right. Come up with that. You know, it's like, <laughs> write that story. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's yeah. funny. So, I mean, it is, it is good because um, thankfully we're not, we don't have to come up with something. Mm-hmm. We don't have to necessarily get a vision from heaven. Someone got a vision from heaven. His name is Paul, right? Yep. And he communicated God's macro will in the Bible, right? So he, he, yep. you know, we don't have to do a lot of guesswork. Like, what is God's will for himself yep. today? Like, what what would you say? Am I, can I use a verse or no? Yeah. I mean, come on, it's the Bible podcast. Come on. Come on, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go to Revelation 4.11. Okay. And, and I'm going to start there. I think it's a good place to start because first of all, it's, it's the most clear verse that God has a will. Okay. So revelation four, revelation four eleven says this, um, you are worthy our Lord and God to receive the glory and the honor and the power for you have created all things. And because of your will, they were and were created. So all things, I mean, this is just the start of, this is such a general, I mean, if you talk macro, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, this is macro as it gets. Right. It's like God created all things. Yeah. The, the entire creation right. was according to his will, which mm-hmm. will implies pleasure. It implies mm-hmm. like what he wants, right? If you have a will to do something, why? Right. You know, it's like, I, I, I think of will in the sense of like, if someone has a will to survive, I feel like that's when it really comes out. It's yeah. Like, What's your will to survive? I'm willing for it to happen. Yeah. Usually you have some reason. Like, yeah. What's, you know, maybe it's your family or it's, it's some like really deep mm-hmm. thing that's ingrained in you that you want. It's like, this is why I'm going to live when I'm in such a terrible situation. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, God's not in a terrible situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, that's a great point. I, yeah, like I think we we don't ask the macro will questions about God because we don't think of Him as someone with desires and right, you know, passion like that. But that's just because we have a sterile concept of God. We think of Him as this other being in the heavens, no relation to us, not in need of anything. But the Bible presents Him as someone full of feeling, full like it says in Ephesians one, like He has a heart's desire, mm. a heart's intent. Yep. Um, he wants something. If you don't have, I mean, if you try to detach God's 
will and his desires from the Bible. Like it doesn't make sense. He's not just, oh, let me create man cause, you know, just cause, cause I, that, I'm bored, you know? <laughs> and then, oh snap, they fell. Oh gosh, I better redeem them, yeah. you know, or else they go to hell. Okay. God, we took care of that. There's the Bible. Right. You know, it's right. like, that's not what the Bible says. No. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. No. Yeah. No, no, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt like I don't know if you have another verse, but I was thinking there's one more that we could look at from macro. Okay, yeah. And then from there, I think it'd be really interesting, like we were talking about a little earlier about mm-hmm. like getting into specific characters. We'll look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, but like mm-hmm. look at them and look at how God arranged and did things around their lives that's Mm -hmm. like it was almost impossible for them to know the micro will of god Mm. like what's the will for (laughs) i mean like anyways maybe maybe you could get into your ephesians verse that's what you were thinking yeah yeah yeah. there so there's a there's i guess just to the thought of like not just the fact that god has a will but that it's been revealed there's that's good there's some verses in ephesians that are really helpful here um so paul his commission was according to ephesians 3 9 he, he was to to enlighten all that they may see what the economy of the mystery is, which throughout the ages has been hidden in God who created all things. So back to your Re- Revelation 4.11, the one who created all things he, according to his will. Well, here it says, um, throughout the ages has been hidden in God who created all things. This economy of the mystery is that purpose. It's the same thing. And then, But then he actually tells us what it is. In order that now to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenlies, the multifarious wisdom of God might be made known through the church, according to the eternal purpose, which he made in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So God's, God's purpose, the reason behind the, sorry, <laughs> the reason behind um, his creating all things was to eventually, um, work out what the Bible calls his economy, which has everything to do with his church. And we've done a podcast on the economy of God, yep. but he he has an arrangement. He has a desire to dispense, like to, to impart himself as the spirit into his chosen and redeemed people. So redemption's included there so that they could be built up as the church, the body of Christ, so that he can express himself. He can be displayed to the universe. He can have uh, people which he points at and says that, you know, this is my expression on the earth. These ones look like me. They are living as I live. Um, so I guess in a nutshell, God's economy or God's purpose, what he wants is to gain this church, to gain this entity on the earth. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just as a uh, nutshell macro will of god right yeah and yeah and i would say along those same lines i think in in ephesians is a great example because later on it does talk about gifts that were given to the body Mm -hmm. and they're people people are apostles and evangelists and prophets and shepherds and so there's a there's a select unique group of people and and not to say that they're unique i mean it's just god who calls Mm -hmm. and you know, he's no respecter of persons. Yeah, we know that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think sometimes maybe we look at this this few group of people that are specifically called, hmm. and it's clear, like how they fit in maybe to God's economy okay. and what he's doing to build his church. Yeah. Like if you're an evangelist, it's like, it's clear you've been given as a gift to the body to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. right? If you're a teacher, you, and you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, there's these specific things. 
for the ma- the vast majority of us, yeah. it's like maybe there's not a clear calling or like it's clear like what is my gift to the body yeah you know like if you're a pinky toe you're probably not listed in that (laughs) in those gifts you know like if you're part of the body and so i i just think it's one of the reasons we wanted to explore this podcast is because i think sometimes we can put so much pressure on ourselves to like fit into a certain calling Mm -hmm. and we just get obsessed with this idea of like I've got to do certain things and I've got to find what that one thing is. And it's, it's really not that way for the vast majority of us. Mm. It's like Mm -hmm. God to some degree. I mean, we always need to take care of the, you know, the Lord's, if we're a Christian, the Lord's spirit dwells in us and we always need to take care of going to him about things, whether it's a job or marriage or maybe, maybe marriage is a bad example, but let's say job, where to live, what to do. I mean, like little things to do every single day. It's like, Sometimes God really doesn't care about those types. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say care. He wants us to come to him, but it's like, that's not what he's doing. We don't see that pattern where he's like, I want you to wear this shirt today. I want you to do, I want you to drive, you know, this speed on, I mean, like, or Mm. get gas from this gas station. It's like, it's not that, and you, you know, you could go up, it's not that specific, but I'm saying you could go up the ladder and be like, Sometimes God's not going to tell you exactly where to work and what job to do or what major to get in mm. college. It's like we should just seek him, open to him. And if we're not clear, let's just do what makes us happy. God doesn't want us to be sad. Mm. So just do what makes us happy as long as it's, you know, mm. somewhat align, align, align with his will. And I, anyway, sorry. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting I'm You're all going. over the place. Man. This, is, this yeah. is like there's like three angles. Yeah. You can go now the, 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 yeah. I mean, the main thing I guess I wanted to like just explain lay the groundwork for maybe even more so is just like the reason we were wanting to do this is because for the vast majority of us listening to this, we probably don't have a specific like calling Mm. on what, (laughs) what we are to the body and Mm. like what God wants us to do. And so it's like, how do we go on? And I think we're about, maybe we'll, you can go ahead with what you were going to say, but I was going to say we could get into explore some of the characters of the Bible and see this is exactly what happened with their lives. Yeah. I think, um, I think what would be interesting, or I, I like some of the things you said, because I think it's brought up a few um, misconceptions that, that a lot of us have mm-hmm. about God's will and calling. Because I think it's impossible to, once you address God's purpose, you know, and, and, and I think everyone would agree it has something to do with the church. We just can't quite define that maybe, um, but we know we, we got to build up the church, but what does that mean? We got to get more people to our church service, you know, or, um, but so when when you when you read Ephesians four, which is what you brought up, yep, um, it's that right right after Ephesians three, God's economy, God's purpose, His eternal purpose. You have Ephesians four, which talks about um, the the gifts given to the body, right? These these people, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers, shepherds. It's it's so interesting that that comes right afterwards. Like the Bible does present this as like, okay, here's the purpose. And then here's my kind of tools or my, my, the means by which this is going to be practically carried mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. through these people. And there's another set of verses. That, so Ephesians or sorry, Romans 12 also talks about God's will, talks about knowing God's will. And right after it talks about knowing God's will, it talks about um, the body of Christ First, so that's verse two talks about God's will, that which is good, well pleasing and perfect. Um, and then verse four talks about the one body, 
with the many members. We, you know, we're many, we're one body in Christ in verse 5, and then verse 6, and having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. You know, and then tell talks about what to do. So yeah. it's natural to think that way. I mean, that's what the Bible says. It's like, here's my purpose to have the body of Christ, to build up the body of Christ. And then here's how I'm going to do it. Gifts. I don't think we should be so quick to say, okay, well, so we shouldn't be so concerned about, um, you know, what, what's our gift or all these things. Cause the Bible seems to present it as like, here's my purpose. Here's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, what I like about Romans 12 though, and you mentioned this is verse two, where it talks about God's will. Uh, the first thing it says is do not be, this is a famous verse. Do not be fashioned according to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove what the will of God is. Mm. That which is good and well-pleasing and perfect. And so in Paul's view, when we come to these, this big topic of the body of Christ and God's eternal purpose and his economy, the way to carry it out and the, the gifts, we can't detach this from, you could say it's like God's, the, the, the micro will of God's economy. So like, forget about who you're going to marry, you know, forget about your job. Like you're saying, forget about what gas station to go to, what to wear. Like God has a, a way in which he's going to carry out his macro will on the earth. And that's through this micro will of his transforming your mind. Hmm, That's good. Of his um, growing in you. And actually what's so cool about this, I mean, you get into these verses and it's, it's, it just becomes so clear, especially in, in Ephesians four, where it's like, what are those gifts doing? They're perfecting the other members right, to do the good. same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's the renewing, the new man, and later on in Ephesians 4. Like, we need to put on the new man. Like, <clears throat> so, so just to be clear, it's like, we want to be part of what God's doing on the earth. You know, forget about all the other things that come with that. What we need is we need to be those who are under this process of being transformed, under this process of enjoying the spirit of God, enjoying the life of God that's gotten into us once we were regenerated. And as he spreads in us, then this, these gifts, this function, either as, you know, to prophesy or to teach or to share the gospel as an evangelist or to raise up churches as an apostle, <laughs> those things are a, a result of the grace that's given to us. The grace is that's given, good, that yeah. grace changes right. who we are. And then we're able to function. Yep. Like that, like it's so, so what you're saying, sorry. Uh, no, no, longer. continue, continue. But what we need to do more than anything, like more than figuring out what job to take, who to marry, what college to go to, whatever your biggest question is, your biggest next question. What we need more than anything is to be people that are in this process of transformation. That's good. Yeah. And the way that happens is by being a person who's open to the Lord, whose heart is turned to the Lord. Yeah, that's great. Who's praying, who is enjoying God's word morning by morning, day by day, and who's in fellowship like we're having right now. Like this is not just a, we didn't plan this conversation, you know, <laughs> Yeah. we're yeah. fellowshipping, but this is like, this is the meaning of the universe. This is what God wants to do is he needs to have this kind of fellowship so that he can have a way in each one of us. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I don't know if we'll have time to get into all the stories yeah, of right, the Old Testament. Right. But maybe a quick skim. Yeah. But there's something to this. Like, you might not know God's micro will for your life in terms of where to go, what to do. But no matter where you are, 
and in fact, especially when you don't know and you're in a traumatic, confusing, yeah. suffering situation, um, <laughs> those are the times. Those are the times when you're most open to God. Like God's transformation work is not linear; it bursts. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and it happens in times of trial. Yeah. You know, right? So, yeah. Anyways, sorry, I was, that was a little long there, but I. I was getting excited about what you're saying in a sense. No, no, I think that's great. Actually, I'm going to share a verse that you shared with me because I think this is where we're going. That someone else shared with you. Yeah. That the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. That God showed him. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just continuing. But yeah. Okay. It's a ver- It's Philippians 3.10. It says, to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. But the, the part that you shared with me that I've just been thinking about a lot is this first section of to know him. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is our entire life to know him yeah we're continuing on this path and journey through life trying to grasp his macro you know the big will of what he's doing yeah more and more each day but in that it's like through all the little things all the little sufferings and all the little decisions we have to make you know i I, man i was trying to think of I saw a quote the other day about how many small decisions we make every single day. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a ton. You'd be shocked by how many small things you have to make a decision on. Yeah. Um, anyways, but the point being is, is like we've got so many areas that we can explore this to know him. Yeah. To know him. All these little decisions are for that. Yeah. To Like we just continually get revealed more and more of the Lord. Yeah. And when sufferings come, it's like there's the burst. It's mm-hmm. like we get to know a little bit more and it's incredible yeah it, it can it can um catapult our life for a long period of time until the next burst happens you yeah. know and things are good a lot of times you know we're just i mean i feel like i heard that so many times from christians it's like man things are good i just forget to pray yeah you know? but something goes wrong and it's like boy i'm just back in it you know yeah. like back on my knees and tears and like yeah you know right amen yeah i yeah i think um yeah i think i think this might be maybe good enough it's like yeah. what is god's will it's his the way in which he's going to obtain yeah. his heart's desire which is the church the body of christ which ultimately consummates in the new jerusalem in right. revelation yeah how does he get that by you turning your heart to him today coming to know him more and that will change who you are it'll constitute you as a proper uh like a stone for that building, you know, yep. and it will help manifest your function to raise up other stones, to save more, bring more into the church and to shepherd others and perfect them and, and tr- help that transformation process for others. Yep. Like that is the calling of God. Yep. That's God's will period. Yep. Who cares about who you marry, what job you get? Like, obviously God does care about those things. Like right. first Peter five, like he, he matters to him. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not primary, and that shouldn't be primary for us. Right. And when we align our lives with God's will, all the other things get taken care of. Yeah. Right? I think there's a great verse in Matthew, 633, right? 633, yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God, and right. all these things will be added to you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to get into those characters, but we don't have time. <laughs> another okay. another time. Maybe. I would just encourage you know people, because I love it. Yeah. I love it. It yeah. just helps me. But if you go and look at some of the characters in the Bible and just try to like... You know, you what our thought is about God's micro will for your life. Like you start looking at Moses and Jacob and Joseph and David. It's like Job. Job. Yeah. I mean, you look at these guys and it's like, yeah. boy, that life. God's <laughs> taking them on a 
yeah you know worse than a roller coaster even paul but yeah it's a that's an i mean it's almost everyone yeah it's like your life is not going to be yeah. as smooth as you expect or our, our natural thought is yeah it's going to be god is gaining us that's day right. by day amen <laughs> all right